Knoxville Tower, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, taxi via Alpha Taxiway. No delay, wind 2904, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, clear for takeoff, traffic 3 mile final. Read back correct, tower for taxi, have a good flight. Welcome to From the Runway Up. I'm Becky. And I'm Caitlin. And we work in the Public Relations Department at McGee Tyson Airport in Knoxville, Tennessee. We understand that going behind the scenes in an airport these days isn't as easy as it used to be. So that's where this podcast comes in. Each episode, we'll give you a behind-the-scenes look of current events at our airport and in the aviation industry as a whole. So fasten your safety belts and join us on this aviation adventure. Thank you for joining us again today for our next episode of From the Runway Up. Today, we are going to be joined by a very special guest, someone very dear and near to our hearts here at TYS, Mr. Patrick Wilson, who is our new president at the Airport Authority. And we say new, relatively new. He has actually been here since November of last year. So we have really been fortunate to have him as our president over this past year. And we're very lucky to have him because not only is he a very loud voice for aviation in our local community, but he does a lot of work on the national and state levels to endorse and promote aviation in general. Yes, he is actually currently the president of the Southeast chapter of the American Association of Airport Executives. And he is also the president of the state's Tennessee Association of Air Carrier Airports. So he really has a large voice right now in aviation, which can only benefit McGee Tyson Airport. Absolutely. He is a very busy man. So we are very excited to have him on our podcast today. Okay, Patrick. So thank you so much for being on our podcast. If you will start just by introducing yourself to our podcast listeners. Okay. Thanks, Caitlin. Uh, Patrick Wilson. I'm the president of the Metropolitan Knoxville Airport Authority. And glad to have a chance to speak to all the people who follow McGee Tyson Airport and Downtown Island Airport and the Metropolitan Knoxville Airport Authority. Is this your first podcast? This is my first podcast, yes, ever, I think. Oh. I've done some radio interviews before, but never had a chance to be on a podcast. Welcome to the podcast world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and this is the anniversary, actually, from the time that you started. You've been here one year. That's right, yes. Uh, I think last week met the uh, the one-year mark. So it's uh, it's been a busy year, a lot going on, and a real pleasure. So it's gone quickly and kind of a surprise. It's been a year already. Yeah. Time flies. It does. Oh, no pun intended. <laughs> Okay, so tell us a little bit about your past aviation experience before you came to McGee-Tyson, and since you've just been here for a year as our president. Well, my interest in aviation began come when I was young. I was always building model aircraft and was really fascinated by how an aircraft was built. Not so much in, in being a pilot, but just how an aircraft is manufactured and then what an aircraft can do once it starts flying, all the different roles it has. So I uh, went to UT, University of Tennessee, Knoxville for an undergraduate degree in business operations management. And then in order to pursue my interest in aviation, I went to a school in Florida called Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University and received an MBA in aviation and aerospace management. I was a great program uh, Embry-Riddle does all kinds of, of aspects of aerospace training from aerospace engineering to pilot training to aircraft mechanics to airline industry and airport industry professionals. So while I was at Embry-Riddle, I really got interested in the airport management program. So coming back after I graduated from the graduate school there, came back to Knoxville and had an opportunity to beg my way on as an intern here <laughs> with the Metropolitan Knoxville Airport Authority at the time. I laid in front of the front door and made them keep <laughs> stepping over me until they gave me a chance to be an intern. 
It was a position that was supposed to last for about six months. So during that period, I tried to take on as many of the duties that maybe nobody else wanted to do so that after those six months, I kind of walked into the office of uh, the president at the time and asked who got to do these now that my internship was over and was uh, thankful to walk out of the office with a new full-time position as operations manager. So in the mid-90s, I had the chance to be here for about five years as operations manager. And then was um, offered an opportunity to go to the Tri-Cities Airport Authority as their director of operations and then became their deputy director. And then about uh, 13 years ago, was uh, selected to be the airport's executive director. So I served in that role for about 12 years. And then I had the opportunity to come back home. The Knoxville area is absolutely my home. I grew up here and still have family here. So, uh, and consider this my home airport after starting my career here. So the, the chance to come back here and uh, serve the region and serve the airport authority as president is just really a, the ideal position for me. Well, it's come full circle. Started here and has come back to be the leader of this airport. So you spent a lot of time at Tri-Cities, as you mentioned. How is Tri-Cities and McGee Tyson different? Both commercial service airports. Both have airline service, cargo service, a general aviation focus. McGee Tyson is a little larger than Tri-Cities. The region here in Knoxville has a little larger population. But as far as the services both airports provide, they're, they're about the same. Both commercial service airports certified for airline service through the FAA. So just scale. There's a little more activity here, more passengers, an exciting time to be here. A lot of activity from that aspect, just kind of moving up in size, but a lot of the nature of the work is all the same. One of the things that I want to point out, too, for listeners who don't know, Tri-Cities Airport is in the Johnson City, Kingsport area in Tennessee. So it's a similar airport in the same system as we are here in the state of Tennessee system. Probably about an hour and a half from us. That's right. So in November of 2018, you were named our president. What was that like for you? It was great. It was a a pretty rigorous process. The authority did a nationwide search, and I know they had some good candidates and multiple steps along the way. But in the end, I was thrilled to have the invitation to come here. And uh, great for me and and my family. It was a great time for us. Our sons are kind of off in their college experience. So my wife, Jeannie, and I having both ends of our family here. So just really thrilled and you know, I certainly kept an eye on McGee Tyson Airport and the Airport Authority for the years that I was away and, and saw it continue to develop and uh, saw the, the Knoxville, the greater Knoxville region continue to develop. So just really excited when I had the opportunity to come here and, and uh, given the offer. Well, and we did a previous podcast episode with Bill Marison, who was our previous president, and he had been with the Airport Authority for a few years, 30, I think. Plus. <laughs> yeah. So how was that kind of trying to fill his shoes. I know you worked very closely with Bill over the years. I had a great chance to work with Bill as both as an intern, as operations manager, and uh, tried to learn as much from him as I could, both while I was here for the five years, and did learn a lot from him then, uh, from the operations side, from grant management and project management, and just you know a love for aviation. And I was able to continue that. Thankfully, I was still in the Mid-South, so I had opportunity to still have a lot of interaction with Bill on the state level and and some of our regional organizations. Bill has a a great history uh, within the state of managing airports and, you know, really admired the work he's done and was really honored to step in and continue what he's had going for a number of years. 
Well, you do a lot of work, not just in our local market, promoting aviation, but also for our state in a lot of ways. And some of the state initiatives that are coming up are economic impact studies and looking at the true value of airports. What do you think McGee Tyson's true value is to the people who are listening? It is a major economic driver for the region. We do that just in the activity on the airport itself. There are approximately 3,500 employees that call McGee-Tyson their home for employment with the airlines and rental car companies and the fixed base operator, the Tennessee Air National Guard base, our aerospace industry like Cirrus and ExpressJet and Endeavor. A lot of activity here that the average passenger may not really pay attention to as they're coming and going through the terminal building. So number one, it's just there's a lot of people working on the airport. So that's its own economic impact And then the services we provide, we give really the world a way, a kind of a front door to come into the community. And then we give the citizens of our region an opportunity and and a a path to go and, and explore the world, whether it's for business or leisure. Just the service and the access we provide allows companies to have their headquarters here, allows people to come in to visit our national park, to visit downtown Knoxville, to visit all the assets we have in the region. And so all of those have a great influence on the economy of the region. And speaking of our economy, and as our podcast listeners have heard, McGee Tyson Airport is growing at a tremendous rate, which is wonderful. So since you've been here, we've had a lot of changes at our airport. So can you talk a little bit about a few of those? I think I did some quick math, and just over the last three years or so, I think we've grown by over 30%. So that's pretty amazing growth. Oh, yeah. And with that, it's a challenge when growth happens that fast. And that's really uh, a tribute to our partners, our airlines that serve the market. And it's also really a reflection of the regional activity in the economy. Airlines, when we go meet with them, they're very quick to say that they don't create economic growth, they follow it. So as we've seen the number of destinations we have increase, the number of carriers we have, the options we have for travelers, it really means that the economy is growing and driving that demand. And so it presents a challenge for us as the airport operator in that with those additional passengers come additional need for parking spaces, come additional need for capacity at the TSA security checkpoint. It also drives a need for additional aircraft parking. So all of our services start to be kind of reach capacity. So among the things that we've been able to achieve over the last year to accommodate that is we did some expansion of some parking facilities on the airport. I think we added around 350 parking spaces. And with that, there was a domino effect where we moved some of the parking groups around so that we could get our passengers, the the public, the most convenient access to the terminal building. So thankfully, we were able to get that in place just in time last summer for our summer peak travel period. And then our partners with the TSA at the checkpoint, we had seen over the last year in our peak periods, some of the wait times starting to concern us at the checkpoint. So we were able to work with our engineering and planning team and find a way to basically increase the box size at the checkpoint, basically add room for a fourth security lane. And at the same time, our partners with the TSA saw the need as well. So they said, yes, if you can make the box bigger, we can get the equipment in place and we can get the staff in place to support a fourth lane 
to meet the needs during peak periods and worked very quickly on that. It was really a fast-track project, and we were able to get that in, both uh, get the space ready, and then the TSA came in with the equipment and staff just in time before two of our busiest travel days of the year during the week of Thanksgiving. So we were able to open that space up open the fourth lane up the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and then the big travel day is everybody going back to where they came on the Sunday after Thanksgiving and really worked smoothly. Personnel at the TSA did a great job of accommodating record numbers. There was more people screened for security Sunday after Thanksgiving than any day in the airport's history. The expansion of that fourth lane really made that possible and and the dedication and partnership we have with the TSA. Well, and that's something that a lot of people think about. When they stand in line, they want to know why the airport isn't opening a lane. And that's really something that we don't have a responsibility. We have to be in partnership with, meaning that we had to build the area for them to build into for the TSA to operate that. It's not just our decision to make that go forward. So it does take a partnership with a lot of airport tenants to make some of these changes changes happen, and it's not just the airport who can make it happen. Absolutely. Almost everything we do as an airport authority, as the administrator and developer of the airport, most of the real service providers are our tenants and and partners like our airlines, like the TSA, like our rental car companies. So everything that we try to do, we have to have great partners in all the other entities that are at the airport. Well, and the checkpoint is a great example, too, of our hard work paying off. I mean, on the busiest travel day, we didn't have a very long line at the checkpoint. Yeah, I think it the worked. statistics that TSA gave us, the longest wait we had was about eight minutes before it was much longer than that, and people moved through. So it was a great example of how a partnership can really work to the benefit of our passengers and guests. Or people are listening to us and they're arriving two hours early. Could be that. It's this podcast that saved Thanksgiving. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Good work. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one of the other things that we have seen here that has been impacted by growth is we have done some things with our parking. And I know you mentioned that, but I think it's important to also mention that the spaces that we added were in our economy lot, which is our most affordable lot. And now it's in close proximity, walking distance to the terminal building. And so it made some measures in place that made it easier for passengers to get to and from the terminal and then also have affordable parking options as well. Yeah, that addition of the uh, what we call really a second economy lot is going to be really, number one, it's needed. We, we had some periods where the economy lot was full. So just in time to meet the, uh, the spring and summer travel of 2020 that we're expecting, we will have an additional economy lot available. And we will work to uh, spread the news and make sure that the traveling public knows where that economy lot is and sees how really much more convenient it is. And so it's going to add another parking option for our travelers that I think will be much needed and much appreciated. Well, and we've talked a little bit, I think, in previous podcast episodes about how we do an airport master plan. And maybe our listeners, their eyes glaze over whenever we start talking about that. Um, but Patrick, you mentioned for three years, we've seen 30% increase in growth. And that isn't something that we typically plan for. I mean, we plan for growth, absolutely. But 30%, that's a little much Right. Typically, when you look at what the FAA projects long term, they're looking at the average airport growing somewhere about 3% a year. Three, not 30. Three, yes. <laughs> um, and so when we're looking at growth that is 12, 16, 18% a year, 
it's really unusual times. And so, again, we're kind of racing to keep up with that. We would not expect that to continue at that rate for 10 years in a row, but uh, we'd love it if it did. But uh, realistically, we're just in a growth phase right now. But growing the facilities and keeping up with that is a challenge, and airports are always under construction somewhere. We always have a project in the works, and it's either to improve facilities or expand capacity or just a number of other things. But it's quite phenomenal to see that kind of growth over that period of time. And it's a good problem to have. And you mentioned a construction project. Can you talk a little bit about the convention center at the airport Hilton and what that will mean for our area in regards to tourism? For an airport our size to have a hotel facility like the Hilton is really a benefit. And now for the the Hilton to have expanded and give some more meeting space options for the region. I think it's going to be great. Uh, It's just one more opportunity to bring groups and people into the region. The thing about our region is it offers so much that it's rare that somebody really comes in and just has an experience at one site, meaning they may come in for a meeting at the Hilton or any of the other regional meeting locations. And there's a good chance that they're going to visit downtown Knoxville. They're going to visit something in the Great Smoky Mountains, visit something throughout the region more than just that one site. So anytime we have throughout the region additional meeting facilities grow, it just brings more people to experience all we have, brings more people through the airport. So uh, it's another exciting opportunity and really reflects on the, the growth activity we're seeing in the region. So that growth is really impacting our passengers and guests, as well as the tenants that are on here. But it's also impacting the employees that work for our airport. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Well, it has. All of those growth challenges kind of put some new challenges in the hands of our our employees for the airport authority. And we're very fortunate that we have an employee base with the airport authority who are are full of veterans. When I've had the opportunity uh, during this first year to introduce or sometimes reintroduce myself, one of the questions I've been able to ask is, how long you've been with the airport authority? And it's really exciting when you hear, you know, numbers of 20 years, you know, 15 years, 10 years, some long numbers. So our people are very experienced And that's what's allowed us to manage through some of this growth is we know what it takes to operate the airport. They come together really well to deal with those challenges. And that's what's exciting about going into the future is finding ways to use their experience and and provide innovative services. So it's uh, just a real pleasure to work with this group. And I thank them for all that they do to make travel possible for the public in our region. So we've talked about what's happened your first year. What do you see coming for TYS in the future? Continuing for a while to kind of catch up with our growth. We uh, have a little bit of challenge in that the TDOT work on Alcoa Highway has been in the works for a while, and that project's going to take a number of years to complete. Five to to seven, I think, is, is generally what we're planning on. We're very thankful for that project because it's going to improve the access to the airport and make it safer to get here, make it more convenient to get here. But uh, managing through that over the next few years is going to be a little bit of a challenge. But also, once that happens, it gives us a little more flexibility around our parking facilities in the front of the terminal. That's where we would like to expand parking. But knowing that we're still maybe five to seven years from being able to do that, we're probably going to continue to do some interim parking measures, do some some things that allow us to keep up with the growth during that period. 
And so that's going to be a little bit of a challenge, continuing to piece together our parking until we can put our longer-term goal of where we want parking directly in front of the terminal building in place. You know, beyond that, we'll continue to work with our airlines on trying to accommodate as much aircraft parking as we can, looking at some options around the terminal building. I think we have now, with the addition of the fourth lane, we've bought ourselves some time and capacity at the checkpoint. But just in looking into the future, we just want to continue to be innovative and look for ways to serve, serve the traveling public. I think the future of aviation is really exciting. I think we're going to see anything from new aircraft that are coming into the industry that maybe give communities more options than they've had in the past for commercial flights. Uh, Also, an increase in general aviation activity. That's something we hadn't really had a chance to talk about, but a very important segment of our market is what happens through general aviation. And the, the term general aviation really is most commonly refers to both those private aircraft that may be more recreational and those corporate aircraft that are used to really conduct a lot of business. And we've seen a good steady growth in that here at McGee Tyson and want to be able to continue to provide for that growth. So, you know, new aircraft, new services, it's somewhat still new, the the things like Uber and Lyft and those type of application-based technologies have really changed how people choose to come back and forth to the airport. So we, as the Knoxville Airport Authority, want to continue to keep our eyes open and what I say describe is kind of look over the fence. We want to see what's happening in other industries that may give us some innovative ideas to bring back here to the airport and try to look ahead and, and predict the future to, to see what's going to be the next thing in travel that we can prepare for and offer travelers in and out of our region. Listening to Patrick makes me very excited about the future of Mickey Tyson Airport. Yeah, and the growth has been nothing but phenomenal in our area, and we get to talk about it again today as we have in previous podcasts. So we really appreciate him spending time today and talking about where that growth is going to take us in the future. And Patrick kind of touched on it without even knowing, I think, but one of our next episodes is actually going to be talking to those employees that he mentioned, those veteran MKAA employees that have been here, some of them since the inception of the airport authority. So we're going to speak with employees that have been here for 20 years or more, and the stories that they have to share about the past are so interesting. And as Patrick mentioned, they also have a lot that they're looking forward to in the future. So join us next time as we talk to some seasoned veterans of the airport authority, and they can share their stories of how airports have changed since they started this job. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of From the Runway Up. We hope that we gave you some behind-the-scenes access to what goes on at airports across the United States and here at McGee Tyson Airport. More importantly, show us that love and give us some ratings and reviews and let us know what you would like for us to dive into in the future. And also make sure you subscribe so that you know when our next episodes will be coming out because we have some great things planned for this next year.